These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. A major shift is on the horizon for The Hunter, with the Federal Lower House passing the bill legislating a 43% emissions reduction target by 2030. The Senate's expected to pass the bill when it returns next month, the Greens conceding to support the bill despite advocating for a higher target. It's hoped the move will provide a clearer picture on what The Hunter's futures look like beyond coal mining. Shortland MP Pat Connery said the switch to renewables could create half a million jobs in regional Australia. If we can get it through the Senate, we can give certainty to the business and investment community so that they can start making the very significant investment to reduce emissions in our economy and grab the economic opportunities of a low-carbon economy. The, the world's climate emergency is our jobs opportunity. New South Wales Ports was slamming the push for a container terminal at the Port of Newcastle, claiming it's a misguided proposal and isn't needed. The operator of Port Botany sent the letter to all of the Hunter's M- Hunter MPs, claiming there's no demand for another container terminal and an automated terminal won't deliver jobs. The Port of Newcastle defended the project, however, estimating 15,000 jobs would be created both directly and indirectly. Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe said the only misinformation is coming from New South Wales ports. I mean, they must be very worried if they're resorting to such tactics. I mean, there is broad support across the whole state for this. National Party, Labor Party, most of the Liberal Party. I've had people from the Liberal Party in my office saying, what is the government doing on this? It's absolutely crazy. I mean, the only thing going on here is yeah, the operator of the monopoly, the Liberal government, worried about competition from the port of Newcastle. It was National Missing Persons Week and police were calling on Hunter locals to come forward with their DNA in hopes to find their lost loved ones. Investigators were running a pop-up DNA collection centre in Newcastle. Missing Persons Registry Manager Glenn Brown said it would help police establish possible genetic links with unidentified bodies or human remains. Generally when someone's reported missing these days, to try and get their direct DNA sample very quickly by seizing personal effects like toothbrushes and hairbrushes. But for a lot of our older cases, we didn't gather DNA. We didn't understand the importance of DNA back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Police also launched a fresh appeal into the disappearance of Alan Bentley near Tea Gardens more than a year ago. The 63-year-old was last seen leaving his Pindamar property on April 27, and both Alan and his White Holden combo van haven't been seen since. Port Stephens Hunter Police District Commander Gerard Lawson said Alan lived off the grid and kept to himself. Uh, I wouldn't say suspicious. I would say that Alan had an alternative lifestyle. Okay. Um, and from I understand from speaking with the family as well, loved by his family, certainly this is out of character for him to go missing. They don't, didn't expect him to go missing. Very well liked in the community, yeah. It's a very small community where he's from and people are to this day still pondering that question along with his family. A queen bee breeding program at Tokal College was under threat after a varomite detection at Butterwick again expanded the eradication zone. Two more detections of the pest were also reported at Saltash. The Agriculture Minister made an exception for the college, however, moving to quarantine valuable queen bees rather than destroying them. Upper Hunter MP Dave Lazell said the genetic research program at the Queen Bee Palace is too important to lose. The good news is, of course, that uh, none of that will be lost. This will be a speed hump, though, now that the area, the Queen Bee Palace is now in the red zone um, and we need to um, you know, start looking at what that means for the palace. But the scientists there have a plan in place to actually protect those queen bees. 2NURFM Sport.
And in sport this week, Hunter product Jesse Southwell has been awarded a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Southwell was part of a part of the women's rugby seven side, which defeated Fiji 31-7. The Knights suffered their fourth straight loss on Sunday, going down 24-10 to the Bulldogs at home. Former Newcastle player Jacob Carraz grabbed a hat-trick, and with fullback Kalen Ponga still sidelined from a number of concussions, the wooden spoon could be on the horizon. Coach Adam O'Brien says his side didn't start the match how he'd expected. You know, I know that we were quite clunky on the trial line there. We'll get better at that stuff, but we were a lot better at our defence in the second half, but we can't wait till half-time to address it. Meanwhile, Knights forward David Clemmer will meet with the club next week after he was issued with a show-cause notice following an incident on Sunday. Clemmer refused to leave the field and appeared to make disparaging comments towards the trainer in the loss to the Bulldogs. And the Newcastle North Stars moved to seven points off first place Canberra Brave after an 8-4 win over the Sydney Ice Dogs on Saturday. North Stars player Ryan Duchemin scored his first goal in the National League. And now you're up to date with the week's top stories from 2NURFM Hunter News.